to the Birds FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Fed Now and Chaos. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Tuesday, June 27th in the year 2023. We're going to be looking tonight a bit at Fed now around all the other crazy things that are going on in the world and just exactly what this could mean for us. There's a lot of things looming, and apparently Fed now is supposed to be rolling out this weekend, and that should give everybody a measure of concern, as we'll get into here in just a moment. But the one thing that is for sure is that they are trying to force a massive change in the way that we function and use money. And ultimately, the bigger objective always is how they, those in the cabal, those in the power, can ensure enslavement of more people on their free will. That's the bottom line. Nothing the government does is for your benefit. It is always for their benefit, and it is always for the benefit of the few that control those in power that ensure that those that are below them remain slaves. Patriots, I hope right now that you are all getting good sleep. And the question is, if you need better sleep, where's a place to go? One of those things to do is to use CBD oil or CBD products. I don't know if you know this, but literally 90% of customers that use CBD products report having better sleep. And for those that have anxiety or need to be calmed down, 81% of those that use CBD products note they have lower stress and lower levels of anxiety. But CBD is not just limited to that. If you're in ex- using exercise and you have pain in the body or f- extra fatigue, 80% of those that, you, that exercise that use CBD report better at physical activity after their use. It's a complete product that also enhances focus and concentration. Now, cbdistillery.com offers a full range of carefully formulated CBD and other plant-based solutions. They're packed with the whole body healing plant compounds and vital nutrients. 100% of clean ingredients, no artificial colors, flavors, or even preservatives. And they're recommended by Dr. Kevin Frey, a Mayo Clinic trained internist and preventative health specialist. They have over 2 million satisfied customers. If you're frustrated with a health concern that's not getting better, try CBD from the source that you can absolutely trust, cbddistillery.com, cbdistillery.com. So to get you started, if you go to cbdistillery.com and use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, you'll get 20% discount. There's no prescription. These are just mail order right to your door. cbdistillery.com, promo code BARDS, and get 20% off. Again, cbdistillery.com. Use your promo code BARDS and you'll get 20% off. Fantastic products. I use them, recommend them, and rave about them. So check them out. The links are always below the podcast. Now, Patriots, before we get going tonight, a little update. And this is a fantastic update, in fact. 
We introduced last night the Give, Send, Go from Jennifer Renee Anderson on her mission centered around helping children and in particular helping build a program at Glad Tidings Church for the preschoolers. Obviously, she's an amazingly talented artist. Ceramicist has done the 300 pots not once but twice for Bards Fest and is equally pushing to bring that love and passion that she has with the Holy Spirit and the way she walks with Christ, which is amazing in itself, and is put out a give, send, go. We set a goal here on Bards Nation last night of $20,000, which is a great foundation to get that program kicked off. And here's the deal. Right now, we are at $7,850, an incredible effort so far, and we're not even 24 hours old. So let's keep this pushing. I want to see this thing hit $20,000 as a foundation amount that'll help give the needed resources and the kickoff needed for Jennifer to lead that program well, a contribution that'll help build something sustainable in a great way at Glad Tidings Church, so at the Church of Glad Tidings. So again, head on over to Give, Send, Go, where the name of this this uh, campaign is called Caring the Fire with Joy. Take a listen to the 10-minute video or listen to last night's show on Fishers of Men. It's a great show, and it was a really good program. I can say so. I did it. And it's it was really inspired last night. So again, Caring the Fire with Joy, Jennifer Renee Anderson, or just Jennifer Anderson is how it's listed. And then you'll find the links below the podcast. Just amazing. You know, the efforts that are going on here. Thank you. And let's continue the effort to hit that $20,000 goal. All right, Patriots. So what do we have going on right now besides insanity? And we've got a lot of insanity. We know that. And we've been told over and over that there is a, on the 1st of July, that they are going to be introducing Fed now. The thing is that that's suddenly gotten rather quiet. And they haven't been talking much about it. In fact, I was at my bank yesterday. I bank at U.S. Bank. And I noticed that in the listings of banks that were doing the stress tests and other or trials of the of the FedNow program, they were not listed. But I went ahead and talked to my banker yesterday, and I asked her, do you, what do you think about FedNow? And her response was, what is FedNow? Now, one could say, well, good, maybe, maybe the bank isn't going to be involved. But here's why I want to get into this. FedNow is a program that is supposed to be rolling out that's going to completely transform the way we do payment systems in the United States. Instead of a SWIFT system, which then allows for payments to be made and they kind of loosely route through the Federal Reserve, everything now is going to be centralized into everything routing directly through and to the Federal Reserve and back to the, and to the other recipient. You can do peer-to-peer, mean person-to-person. You can do person-to-business. And the whole idea in the end of the day is to accelerate and modernize digital payments. At least that's what they're telling you. And the idea then is to make things almost instant. If you've ever used a SWIFT system, you know that it can take upwards of 24, 48 hours depending on the amount of money you move. If you're moving small amounts, like if you're using a Zelle type system from account, it can be nearly instant. But there's a limit on the amount of Zelle you can move per day and per week. They'd have those caps. If you're using Swift and you're trying to do a money transfer, say from $30,000 or $50,000 for a purchase of something, that money can often take several days, depending on what it is and how, it's, how it is routed. Well, in this new FedNow system, all of that's supposed to be instant. So the idea being that you can make a payment, no matter where you are, from your phone, anywhere for your mortgage, from whatever accounts you have, right to your mortgage company. 
You can do all of your payments and digital transactions instantly using this new service that's guaranteed to make an instant payment. So even at the last minute of the of the time to make your mortgage payment, you could make it. Say you're, you were out hiking or, or fishing or hunting, doing what normal human beings do, and you came back and you said, oh, my goodness, I have to remember to make my mortgage payment, and you quickly do it from your phone on your car on the way back from the hunting trip, it would be instant. It would be on time. That's the pitch they're giving you. But there's a lot to this change. The thing is, we live in an, in an existing structure right now that is old. It's, as a matter of fact, the entire SWIFT system is comes from a technology that's been around for 20, 30 years. It's outdated by the digital sense, and that pre it's even predated by that, by the old, more mechanical way of moving money, which would have been telegraph or even telephone to confirm fund accounts. Remember, it used to be that you could carry a letter of credit with you to go someplace to present that to verify the amount of money that you had in the bank. And that was a very hand-done process where you had to go to the bank. They would then assess what you had in your account, and they would provide a letter of credit that would give you what you were able to loan or let extend and what you actually had in cash reserves. Obviously, that's not done anymore. And instead, we've replaced it with this nonsense of all the digital exchange. But the interesting thing about the world in which we live is how our identities and how the security has become a place of constant compromise and how we've accepted that. Very recently, I made a transaction. In fact, it was just before Bards Fest. I purchased four barbecuers online from Lowe's in Yuba City, California. 24 hours later, I went to make another transaction, was notified that my card was flagged. In fact, it had been compromised. In less than 24 hours, the card had been the account that, or the database that had held that information had been hacked. And what I'm told even more so by the bank as I pursued it is, oh, that's pretty normal, they said. It's normal to have that happen at Lowe's and Home Depot. Well, that says a lot of things. One, obviously, it says it's a prime target for hackers. But more than that, it's the casualness and kind of just acceptance of the fact that certain databases or certain places are hacked and your information is stolen. So the card was compromised. I had to go to get a new one. Now, it used to be a big deal. And anymore, it's just become routine. I walked into the bank on Monday morning. I came in and I talked to them. They immediately, within literally within a less than two minutes, had a, a temporary card in my hand, had a new card ordered it on the way, and everything was reset. In the way it used to be, this was a really big deal. And, and we've become normalized in the sense that Cybercrime and stealing your identity hasn't has only become part of new modern culture. Now, with this, we're introducing this next step now is to introduce a new system, a new system called FedNow. Now, the federal to do that, every bank account has to be registered in this system. And to give you an even greater sense of security, the Federal Reserve and the federal government are working together to make sure that you will be safe. <laughs> When you put government and Federal Reserve together and the word safe, I would run the other way. But what they're telling you is there is no option, that you must accept Fed now. And that's the big question mark right now, because we're really not sure whether that's true or whether it's just more government badgering and trying to convince people that they have to come into this new system. What is clear is that the dollar on a global level is collapsing. And it's collapsing at a phenomenal rate. 
more so than we're realizing. All of the markets right now, and if you're one that's been watching the stock market as a way to try to get indications of where we are going or what this current state of things are, it's, it's, a false, it's a false narrative because all of the markets are completely rigged. They're backed by all sorts of levels of Ponzi schemes and paper ledger fakeness and all sorts of puffed up money in, in the fiat currency. So they have artificially maintained these markets while a lot of other things have been going on. War, in fact, a war against you have a war against crypto that's going on to try to get rid of the other options for people to make other payment systems. You have a constant moving of money by the elites into certain crypto systems. They've used Bitcoin and others to, to, ch to shuttle their money. And, of course, you have this, this constant legal fight with XRP and Ledger, and, and with using Ledger technology, and which is XRP and Ripple. But the funny part about that, as much as you might hear about that being talked about in the markets of an alternative, XRP and Ripple are written into the back-end codes of the central bank system. So they're not really an option. It's just what you're seeing here on one hand is wiping out the true competition and the consolidation of power into a one single system of pay. That's the new world government, the new world pay system. Now, adding to this complication is that cryptocurrencies as they currently are, as much as people will like to tell you you can pay with them, as much as people will try to tell you that they're a currency, they're actually not. Cryptocurrencies up until this point have been primarily two things, a way to launder money and a way to make an investment so that you can make money off of literally nothing. Cryptocurrencies don't represent any more value than paper currency does. The, the pro-crypto folks are going to tell you that they offer an idea of security, but that depends on which, one, which type of crypto you use. And when we're getting into the Federal Reserve and the Fed now, which is the basis for rolling out the CBDC, I guarantee you security is not at the top of their ranks. Keep in mind that some of the new rules now are very clear about what's going to happen in your account. As we roll into the Fed now, one of the biggest things that the federal government gains is complete and total access to your bank accounts. As odd as that may seem, currently your accounts, even though the IRS and other federal agencies can access your accounts, they don't have immediate access, nor do they have constant and total visibility on what goes on in your account. That's been at a bank-level operation. And even though since the Patriot Act was installed, thanks to the fake 9-11 attack, which was a Mossad operation that, and, and CIA operation to burn down three, two buildings with nanothermite and then pretend that it was, an, was a, an invasion and an attack by some guys that were living in a cave in Afghanistan, which of course we know wasn't true, but nonetheless, ever since that point in the Patriot Act was rolled in and the Constitution was officially suspended, at that moment in time, what they were able to do was to they gave access to the federal government and any three-letter agency or really, for that matter, any investigative agency or any other federal agency to get access to your bank accounts simply by using some aspect of the Patriot Act to consider you a potential threat or domestic terrorist. But it's different under FedNow. Under FedNow, all the transactions of every account are siphoning through one hub the Federal Reserve. And that gives access to their to their visibility, the visibility of your account 24-7. They can get into it and see every single transaction. 
On top of it, the IRS now has official authority to be able to monitor and track any account with in transaction levels above $10,000 per account. Now, that may seem like a lot of money, but it's actually not. It doesn't take much for anybody to transact over $10,000. In fact, the average middle American family's account averages $60,000 a year in transactions, which now means that the, Fed, that the IRS has 100% access using a real-time process of FedNow to monitor real-time transactions of any account of most Americans in this country. We call that tyranny. And the IRS is one of the fascist arms of this tyranny. So the Fed now that's starting to roll out this weekend should be disturbing. But I don't even think that's the worst of it. See, the problem is that the dollar, like I said, is collapsing. And it's collapsing in a big way. Reports are now coming out that the dollar is no longer being traded on commodity markets on a global level. That should put chills up the spine of everybody. That means that every country now that was using the SWIFT system and relying on the dollar, remember, the dollar was the world's reserve currency. And because it was the world's reserve currency, what that means is everybody had to transact in dollars in order for them to achieve, be able to accomplish their trade. Even though their country's currency may be different, they all had to hold dollars in order for them to transact on a global level. Now, again, we use the dollar, we call it the U.S. dollar, but it's actually not. It's a Federal Reserve debt note. It's not actually our currency, and it definitely is not a, a currency of a republic. Rather, it's a recurrency of a private entity known as the Federal Reserve, which is not owned by the government. And that private entity has taken over our dollar. It's put our name on it, even to put the words, in God we trust, and has used it as the debt leverage to enslave most countries in the world. The whole principle behind the petroleum dollar was that in order to function, and this is how they gained the leverage, in order to buy petroleum, which was the backbone of current of the operations of every country in the world, they had to transact in dollars. And all of that was managed through a global system known as SWIFT. And that was the electronic exchange system that allowed the transfer of currencies or the transfer of exchanges of purchases across the globe all wired into a central currency known as the Federal Reserve note or the U.S. dollar. That's given us unlimited amount of pleasure as a nation. It's allowed us to build up a completely decadent society. It's allowed us to enjoy cheap products. It's allowed us to enjoy the advantage of having buying power in other nations it's given us the ability to not have whenever to not experience high levels of inflation. In fact, what we've been able to do or what this has been allowed the agencies of this nation to do was to spend unlimitedly and then to push their debt off onto other countries, not by choice, but by mandate. And if they refused, then, well, we would just go to war. And in going to war, we would just destroy them, kill them all, or at least kill many of them, and uh, replace the government, CIA does that really well, and then install somebody that was friendly to accepting the dollar. That's called keeping the dollar hegemony and the control of that on a global level. Now, along the way, something happened that was has been rather disruptive. One is that the Russians decided that they no longer wanted to play, and they've broken from the central banking system. And in the process, another group of other countries 
known as BRICS, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, began to build an alliance back in the late 80s and early, actually, it's the 90s, called BRICS Nations. And the idea was they were going to build an economic unity with their own currency to break away from the hegemony and control of the U.S. dollar. We are in the world right now of the post of the of the post bipolar power world. We are in a what's called a multipolar world right now, where there is not one single power in the world like there was in the Cold War. When the Cold War we had Russia and China, they were two nuclear powers in at a detente. We then moved to a monopolar world when the Russian Empire, the Soviet Empire collapsed. It, we became the singular power in the world. And in so doing, we became the greatest controller both by weaponry and by currency. And currency is the greatest weapon. But in the early, in the early or late 70s, we began to, there began to emerge a, a massive threat. It was on the horizon to the U.S. dollar. And this threat was the idea that China, it was buying much of our debt. Part of it was to, the, to gain leverage and access to U.S. technologies and to our trade could dump that currency, that debt on the market and cause a mass disruption in the dollar because we didn't have anything backing it up. The dollar is a paper currency. It does not have any sort of pivot of precious metals behind it. Those precious metals backing of the dollar ended under Nixon. When the dollar was taken officially off the gold standard and put onto the petroleum dollar concept, which was a free-floating paper money with, un, with nothing backing it, allowing them to print unlimited amount of money. And that's exactly where we are now. The printing machines run 24-7, and as they've done this, they've been able to spread this debt across the world to maintain a certain level of stability in the dollar on the domestic front, but that's now ended. As we have now seen with this conflict in Ukraine, which is much more than just what it appears, part of this conflict is that Russia is also separating severely from the Western hegemony of power. The, the sort of issues that were employed against Russia, which would include things like the boycotts and the, the other sort of limitations on transfers of technology, only work to Russia's favor because it pushed them closer into orbit with China. Now, at a world level, we're going to get into a lot of the, we can get into a lot of the details of who's actually in power. And it is a big question because we definitely have the World Economic Forum, we have the UN, and we have the Federal Reserve, and we have the central banking system. Many of those are tied together. But what's appearing to have happened apparently along the way is there is, there was a design shift to move the power center from the West into China as being it's the world hub for global power and control. Unfortunately, that hasn't worked out exactly as planned because the Han Dynasty, which runs China, it doesn't like the Western powers and has no intention of playing with them, which has allowed that group of people to migrate more closely into the orbit of Russia and allowed them to fuel even greater the BRICS nation strategy where they can strike their own currency. And now as they push forward with a gold-backed digital ruble, they're now offering a digital-backed currency a gold-backed digital currency that's now being accepted in trade for many things. China's leverage that it's had with other countries where they have used a different type of economic model, 
primarily they will do things like trade in kind. So they'll offer somebody the construction of a dam if China can get a certain percentage of power off of that dam. That's a communist model. And though China's always the beneficiary of the greatest benefit, because typically they'll build the dam with Chinese labor, many countries have fallen into that orbit. So I want to be clear that the BRICS nation, as much as it, whatever it sounds like, is a very imperfect model. It's deeply corrupt, and there's a lot of problems with it, like any major system, but it is a rising and emerging threat to what we know as the hegemony or strength of the U.S. dollar. Now, that enters back into FedNow, because what is FedNow? Well, FedNow offers a new transaction system to be able to allow the world to transact in U.S. dollars. But they're starting, it's apparently here. It's both an attraction globally, it's, it's the idea, is that if you are going to go to BRICS, hey, look at us, we can offer you something new and fancy called FedNow that will allow instant transactions using U.S. dollars, and we're going to bring it onto the U.S. market as well. But I don't think there's been any tests of it. And this in itself should disturb everybody and cause everybody to shudder a bit to ask the simple question, what happens if this thing doesn't work? Well, I'll tell you one thing right now, you need to make sure and preserve your wealth in every way you can. Patriots, President Trump recently issued a warning from his Mar-a-Lago home. Quote, our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. End quote. There are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there is one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. Gold. And you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. Just text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the whole process. The folks at Birch Gold are amazing. Think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. How much more time does the dollar have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text BARDS to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold. Again, text BARDS to 989898. This is one of those decisions you will never regret. Do it today. We don't know of any full-size test that has been done on FedNow. And yet this is supposed to be the new digital back end. And while I'm sure that there's been all sorts of localized stress testing and there have been testing, we know that according to their website, there's been testing with banks. There's been very little fanfare about this, which is rather surprising because even something like this, you would expect our corrupt and deceitful pedophile driven media to have something to say about it. But it's been very quiet. And part of the reason it's been quiet is because the Fed now system is not what you think. The FedNow system is the first step towards one of the most aggressive attempts to enslave Americans and whoever participates in it ever made. The FedNow system is designed to initially offer you quick and instant transactions. But what it's doing is it's getting you hooked into a system like we've laid out here that is completely integrated into a centralized data flow. That means that nothing you have in your accounts is private and the federal government has 100% access. More than that, they have the ability to approve or deny every transaction at a moment's notice. And what's running that? An artificial intelligence-based system. 
an artificial intelligence-based system which they have designed. So let's put those pieces together. An instant system that's not been tested, that's supposed to change every method of transaction in this nation, that's being run by an artificial intelligence what which they have designed, none of that benefits us. And when we look at the current regimes in power, from BlackRock down to Google to the U.S. government to the other large corporations, you'll notice that there's been another big theme that's been out lately. And what is that? ESG, Environmental, Social, and Governance Scores. All of that has at its center one common theme. They want your kids to be screwed up. They want them to become freaks. They want them to become homosexuals or, or LGBTQ. And in the end of the day, they want them to have the option of cutting off their balls, their penis, and their breasts. That's the bottom line of their agenda. That is the power group that is running the Fed now. So give that a thought for a second. Where they're setting the stages for here is if this is actually going to roll out in July, what you can expect is chaos. There's no way that any system of this magnitude has ever been done and has been done flawlessly. So let's look at something that was an attempt or at least an early push towards this. And this was Apple Pay's system. Apple Pay's system came out about two or three months ago. Actually, it's been longer than that. It's been almost, I think it came out somewhere around March. Apple Pay tied in with JP Morgan Chase to offer people 4.24% interest on their money, which was unheard of in the savings uh, in the savings space. Because as you know, savings money now is being offered at 0% or if that at all. I think if you put in there something like $100,000, they give you half a percent or something ridiculous, which is also part of the, the existing banking structure that if they offer you that little bit of interest, you're actually loaning your money to the bank when you do that. And the bank is then giving you a contract that says, you're loaning me the money, but you have no control over your money. We will pay you zero or, or maybe a quarter percent interest on the loan that you give us. And then in the process, they will pivot and they will re-loan out this money in a, in a massive way, a way that is going to be like 6%, 8% interest. So all of this process as, as we go forward has been to the benefit of the banks and your money, even though it's loaned to them, becomes their property and a way to control it. So let's go back to the Apple Pay system. Apple Pay now tied with J.P. Morgan Chase ended up with some major problems. And they were problems that were not solved quickly, though I would believe that some of these problems were also intentional. Once people put their money into the accounts, they were no longer able to move their money out. In fact, this became such an issue that the Wall Street Journal actually stepped in and wrote articles about it, and that certain accounts that were call they were calling out were immediately fixed, but many accounts still remain problematic. The money system that was in there, once you put your money in and say you wanted to take your money out in cash or move it to another account, that wasn't allowing it to happen. Most of that system is being run again by some form of artificial intelligence. Now I want you to imagine this on a national scale, a scale of unprecedented, unprecedented type of, of change where every bank, every credit union is all tied to a central system. Now, I don't know that they have that measure of rollout in place yet because they're not saying anything, but that is their goal. Let's be clear. You can find it on the site. Just go to fednow.com and you can read all about their objectives. And they're pushing all the positives of instant pay, 
peer-to-peer payment, peer-to-business payment, all of these things in instant case. Everything is about instant and fast and even faster than instant. And I don't know how that happens, but that's something they're talking about. All of that is the lures of convenience. But the back end of that is once they get that system in place and everybody's wired in, it's literally one ring to bind them, the concept. Everybody's tied to the Central Federal Reserve. And that means your money is flowing like everybody else's money into one central hub in every single transaction that's done. PayPal, Venmo, all of these alternate pay accounts all of a sudden are pushed out. Now, this is the question that people are asking that we don't know, and that is, does the Fed right now have the leverage and power to push out those other pay systems, whether it's PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, or others like that that are called in, that are the instant pay systems? We don't know whether they have the ability to force them out of the market yet. My guess is they will go back to some sort of leverage bound to the ESG scores, meaning they will probably rescind their authorities of independence and give in to the Fed now using the Fed now system as part of their back end so that everything becomes integrated. I can't guarantee that, but that seems to be the indication of where things are going. What does this mean for you and I? Well, one thing to be absolutely sure of is there is not going to be a smooth transition here. I don't care how perfect they say it's going to be. You're going to find there's going to be some chaos. And my guess is chaos is going to look something like this. It's going to be people doing transactions and money's disappearing, money's ending up in the wrong accounts, and things just not working the way they should. And there will be no one you can call. This isn't like a customer service issue with PayPal, which is bad enough, where you actually have at least somebody you can reach out to and talk about an account transaction. This is going to fall on your bank and your teller. And remember what I told you when I went to my bank and I asked them about FedNow? The answer was, what is FedNow? They don't know what it is. So we're seeing a system rolling out here almost in stealth. It's a back end of everything that goes on in this country. It's quietly being infiltrated, and there's no discussion about it, and it's supposed to occur on July 1. That's coming right up. And that leads us into this weekend and a lot of the scuttlebutt that's been going out about here about what to expect. Again, back to the dollar. The dollar is not being traded currently, as we understand, on the global commodities market. That means that countries that were trading on the dollar, that relied on the dollar, are now able to shift into the BRICS nation's offering of accounts and leave their dollar obligations behind. Remember what I talked about in sort of spreading the debt? Well, that was kind of the, the chains that bind people. The chains that bind. The chains that bind are things that when we get out there, what is happening is that they get the debt and they're unable to break from the U.S. use of dollar because the debt that they owed can be collected by force or other means like the U.N. imposing sanctions, not being able to buy global goods, or the worst case scenario, we just send in our military and kill everybody. But now that they're shifting into bricks, they can buy commodities, they can buy other things, and they don't have to rely on the dollar. Well, what does that mean? That means that they can bankrupt on the dollar they on the dollars they owed, and the only leverage the Western powers have is either going to war or transacting those issues in a bank, an international bankruptcy court. But there's no quick solution, and what that means is a very rapid and terminal decline of the dollar as we know it. That's going to drive all sorts of crazy things on our end. There is, my understanding is that most of the major banks in the West, 
Most of the major corporations in the U.S. are now in meetings right now trying to decide how to offset this coming tsunami of debt loss and bankruptcy that's going to be hitting their bottom line. Our entire system, your 401k that's in paper, your IRAs, they have long been rated, but they exist because of this transactional game that goes on, this Ponzi scheme of leveraging debt around the world when there really is no money. We are living in a world where there's literally something like four quad trillion. And let me say that again, four quad trillion dollars in derivative debt. That's debt that has been invented out of nothing. There's no, it's a debt on a debt, basically, to look at it this way, that they've transacted to make more wealth, to buy more stuff, but it's all fake. And there's nothing backing that. And there isn't enough reserves in anything to back that. All of this moment right now is a really huge moment for Western banking. And the Western banking, the BRICS nations are not immune to the collapse of this. Let's be clear. China right now is sitting on the cusp of a massive implosion based on property value implosion and overbuilding. They've also been overbuilding things like everything in their life, actually. They've been overbuilding electric cars to draw in Western investment. And then the cars that they don't sell, even though they show that they were sold, are actually parked in massive lots across the country and are just sitting there rotting. All the while, they're selling the idea of environmental friendly to the retards in this country that think that EV equals green. Our country as a whole it lives in an informational bubble of naivety and foolishness. We've become enamored and lured in with the idea of easy money, quick money, credit card money, debt money. All of this is what drives our economy. And all of this is coming to a rapid end. The band-aids that are being put on are things like FedNow. Bankers will tell you it's probably a pretty good idea because it allows for faster transactions. Again, they're looking at the topical issue. But the underlying issue is the lack of control of your accounts and your money. Worse than it's ever been. And with the hiring of 86,000 or 87,000 IRS agents, let me tell you, they're not playing around and trying to find a way to get more money and to squeeze a dead turn it more than they've already squeezed it. This is a war on us, and it's a war on our sovereignty. It's a war on, our, on the way we live, and it represents one of the biggest shifts ever we've seen in the ability of the federal government to literally seize the rights of every single person using money and a private corporate relationship to, to override and to completely destroy whatever's left of your constitutional rights. Now, back to that ESG score, keep in mind that as they roll into the FedNow system, the idea is to be able to monitor and track every one of your transactions. That's going to take a while because part of that is they want to get accustomed to how your accounts work. Now, they've already been prepping the ground with this. If you've been paying attention to what's going on in your digital online accounts, you'll see that you're starting to get references to the percentages of things that you buy. Like they'll say you're buying household goods or you're buying groceries or gas. It's automatically breaking that out based on the transaction. And you can find those graphs or those breakouts in most of your digital ledgers. All of that is in preparation for the next step, which is to now get a complete handle and control over every account. And then to use the AIs to increase a high level of fidelity tied to what is will be called your social credit score. So while companies are pandering for their better ESG score, which ensures that there's going to be a homosexual agenda built into it, they are pandering towards trying to get access to future funding to ensure the sustainment of their debt-driven corporate operations. 
And the same is going to happen to the U.S. public, only they're going to call it your social credit score. So at the end of the day, where this arrives is a point where they roll out a new currency, with Fed now being the baseline. And what that happens is that with the Fed now doing that, what they will do then is use the transactional framework foundation in which they have done, built. They will overlay that with a digital currency, which they are calling a CBDC, a central bank digital currency, which is programmable. It's not secure. And now they're able to tie the CBDC to your, to your social credit score and use the FedNow transactional foundation to monitor and control every one of your transactions. Remember I said they get to approve every transaction. The end of the day, what that means is where they're headed is they can determine based on how good of a citizen you are, whether you have gone to a pride parade, whether you've allowed your child to get mutilated at a transgender surgery clinic, whether you have agreed to buy an electric vehicle whether you have agreed to pay extra money for, for lab-grown beef, all those things, they can determine if you're not participating in the way they want, they will simply start to shut your transactions off. And they can do it because now, once they get the layer of the foundation of Fed now tied to the CBDC, everything in your life is completely controlled. It is 100% currency-driven enslavement. And the people that stay in that system are going to are going to die by the very virtue of their freedoms will die by the virtue of giving in to easy money and convenience. So the answer that always comes up: What do we do? And there seems to be an increasing amount of this, and we've talked about this over and over. There's reasons that we talked three years ago. I introduced the concept of county by county. All of these things we're talking about now in the were on the on the future wall. You could see where things were going. We didn't know the name of FedNow three years ago. We did have the idea of CBDCs three years ago. But all the principles of county by county were instituted and brought in here three years ago for the sole purpose of having people start breaking away and gaining certain independence. The more you are independent of the system, the better you are able to survive the storm. And we are in the storm. And these things are big. They are the critical weapons of war that the deep state has to try to make sure that it's herd of people stay in the pens that they've created for them. We are heading into a world where you have to be prepared to barter. You are heading into a world where we have to be prepared to do exchange in different ways, whether it's exchange in, in work in kind, barter for things you grow or things that you have, or even using precious metals as a form of currency. All of these things are the types of things you need to be in place for to try to live outside the system. And most importantly is to stop buying through central corporately owned organizations. You have to find local resources for what you need. That includes the fundamentals of life, food, shelter, and clothing. You need to start seeking out those places where you can buy clothing locally. You can buy food locally. And the one thing that always comes up, which is what about my house mortgage, what about my electrical, and what about my water? And this is literally one of the questions that doesn't have an easy answer. Unless you've paid off your house, which some have, and you're left, if you're left with a bank debt, you're going to be at the mercy of what that bank does. And the only way to start transacting that is to have people in mass organized to protest against being forced to use a certain currency. The other options which are out there are trying to get actions done at your local county level to require that any bank and any institution must accept more than just a single currency, which would be a digital currency. They have to accept other forms of payment, 
Legally, that can be done. It has not been done yet, but legally it can be done. In terms of water and in terms of, of, of power, those are considered essential services, and you can do the same thing. You can pass, have measures passed at a county level that require those utilities to be able to, to, requ- to require them to take other forms of payment, silver, gold, paper currency, whatever that is. That has to occur in, in order to protect that. For those that have been in a position where they've been able to build out resiliency off-grid, where you can have solar or you can have power generation of some other form, that's in a better place. But remember, even solar is subject to digital controllers failing and then you still have to buy some replacement. Ultimately, we're coming to a completely different trans- type of transaction in our economy. The easy path, the wide gate, is going to be to follow where they go, where they lead you. And that leading is right into the mouth of, of enslavement. That's the one where they're going to lure, offer you all sorts of things. They, they may even offer you sign-up bonuses, like free money if you take on, if you accept the Fed now, free money if you accept the CBDC. And I would expect to see that done in a grand scale. Like, and I'm not talking small, like maybe three, five, ten thousand dollars are going to offer you if you sign up for this to lure people in. That can be expected to, to, to on the horizon. The hard path, that narrow gate, is going to be following a path where you're going to have to start improvising and innovating on a local level, whether it's barter, whether it's exchanging in hard currency, whether it's and it's getting measures on on board on the ballot as soon as possible to try to push back on this demand that you have to follow the Federal Reserve's single currency model. All of these things are going to fall ultimately on us and the decisions we make. There are no easy answers here. But this weekend is one to keep your eye on because it is a long weekend. I don't know what they're planning on doing. And the one thing you can be assured of is if they have the opportunity to drop the lights and to shut down the banks to roll the system out, this would be an ideal weekend to do it. Do I believe it's going to happen? I'm not one on dates. I'm always prepared and I'm never surprised, nor should I say ever disappointed when it happens or doesn't happen. But going forward, consider yourself in an active window of war not knowing exactly when they're going to flip the switch. And as I have pointed out so many times, there isn't a single person in the government or politics, including Trump, that's pushing back on the Fed now or this new CBDC. Not one. That should tell you something. They all see this as the future of currency. And every bit of that currency, no matter how you cut it, takes away power from the people. Once you remove the ability for people to have cash in hand and do transactions the way they want and everything is tracked on a, on a ledger-type technology, all of your freedom and privacy is gone. The last point on this is some of the spin you're going to continue to hear. People that are pushing this, ledger, this distributed ledger technology are talking about the point that once it gets registered, the transaction is there for the public to see for life. They're looking at this in terms of governments and holding governments accountable. But what they're not doing is looking at the point of citizens where they have no privacy and governments can use them with agencies like the CIA, the FBI, NSA, who are not your friend and can use that to leverage power over you and then force and give to Congress, who are owned by these hand puppets, their hand puppets of the deep state, to be able to pass laws and measures to force you into compliance. When we start moving in this way and we're headed towards this social credit score issue, everything you do, say, activate online will become part of an assessment of what type of person you are. 
and it's going to get increasingly worse. We are heading into a point here where people literally are going to have to make the decision of wide gate, narrow gate. And when that happens, it's going to be some disruptive and brutal shifts. Prepare as much as you can now. And if you've been delaying this, you don't have any time to delay. You're long past that point, in fact. We're at a very critical window now of, of being prepared for a major break. And we have to be willing to make the break when it comes. And those are substantial shifts. I don't know how extreme this will get, but I can tell you, in their eyes, it's either all their way or the highway. And literally, that's the attitude we all have to have, which is all God's way or the highway. And when we keep that in mind and start leaning into Father rather than leaning into the, the Luciferian system, we're going to start finding ourselves in a better place to prepare and a better place to endure. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we come to you today humbled and blessed that we have these opportunities to assemble, these opportunities to pray, and these opportunities to build this fellowship. Father, we're in a critical time right now of big decisions, decisions of the way transactions in the very day work. And this Babylonian system under which we live is literally in the process of changing its entire framework and rules of engagement of how we operate for the benefit of themselves and the enslavement of we the people. Father, what we pray for right now more than ever is clarity and courage. Clarity to be able to see a path forward for each of us that when some places will be unique and other places will be actions that we can share, but a clarity in our step and our walk to be able to keep ourselves clear from the traps and enslavement established through the currency systems that are currently in place and, in, and coming on the near horizon. Father, as far as courage, we pray for mighty courage that our eyes will remain on kingdom, that we will not be sucked into the convenience and the easy offerings that will definitely come from the wide gate, that place where Lucifer lurks and his minions call and people will find it easier to walk and give up everything in the process. May our eyes continue to be on kingdom and understand that the walk that we have will be difficult. It will be challenging. It will be one that will be take time, it will take resolve, and it'll take a deeper faith than we often thought we ever had. But we also know this, that through you, all things are possible and all things are provided through our prayers. So we pray for that blessing, Father. We pray for that clarity as we step off and we walk forward here together in unity. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, patriots, it's an important time to stay on top of this. Pay attention to the, to the small movements. Remember that a lot of this stupid stuff that's going on with the Pride Month that's now become Pride Summer is part of the cover of keeping your eyes away from this new shift to the financial system. That's not by accident. And as far as I'm concerned, the shifting from Pride, Pride Month to Pride Summer also indicates that this summer is going to be a pretty crazy summer as they shift the financial system, knowing there's going to be problems, but they're going to want to keep everybody distracted as they go for your kids. These people are ruthless. They have no intention of doing anything good for you. And until they get their hands on every child in this world, they're not going to be satisfied. The battle lines have been drawn. The choice of what we do is before us. And whether you have the spine to stand and truly fight is the question ahead. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. 
Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, 
We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.